Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And Christina's not here this week. But with us, instead, we do have a guest, Annika Lee. Say hi, Annika. Hi. Yay, Yay. Annika. And this is Antiwave. Yes, it is. <laughs> what you to say? I just, yeah. Yes, it is. A podcast all about uh, about throwing off the shackles of the system and uh, and and educating ourselves to the world of another type of film, something like that. I'm Either that was eloquent or crap. I, I don't know. Which I think it was, was. El- crap. <laughs> yeah, eloquent. Uh, but it was really inspired by our film this week, Animal House. Yeah. We're, we're going back to the, the vault. Shackles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, throwing off the shackles. Okay, of our I get traditional. it now. I yeah, get yeah, it now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing our top five. What, Ira? We're going to be doing. I'm ready for this. Are, we're going to be doing the top five. Just think. You don't have to look at it on the paper. Oh, are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. We're doing top five new classics. Yeah, modern classics. New Mo- classics. Modern, new, and we're, it's going to be interesting defining our terms about yeah. new. Yeah. But we'll get to that a little bit later. All right. So uh, we're going to be doing that and. Man, why don't we just jump into the Week in Review? You the Week do in that? Review? We're going to start that right now? Yeah, you want to do well, it? Well, so in other words, what you're trying to say is some are old and some are new. We now present the Week in Review. That's exactly what I'm trying Annika, to say, was that? Come on, look at Annika's uh, expression. She's beaming with pride. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it, See? It was awful, but we appreciate the... the <laughs> Who's going to go first? I want to point out, before we get into, into a bunch of these movies, Annika, you've been a friend of the show. You've been a friend of our film. You know, you've, you've been uh, kind of behind the scenes in, in a lot of ways for 30 Love and also... Just for the podcast, you've been a guest episode on a very weird episode we did a while back uh, about racism, and we talked a lot about Get Out, and yeah. uh, and and you you've been on the podcast before, uh, so I just want to introduce why you're here, but also one of the th- reasons why you're here is that you just graduated high school. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm a fully fledged adult now. And <laughs> it should be mentioned that in the fall, you're not done with your education because you're going off to where? Williams College. Williams College. Yeah. For a round of applause. And <laughs> one more round of applause. Uh, uh, this is the big one because I, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to say it, but you got you got a hefty scholarship to go there, didn't you? <laughs> oh. Uh, do tell. Uh, I did pretty well. Yeah, that's it right there. There you go. Yes. So congratulations on doing so well. And, Thank you. Uh, you know, fuck everybody else for not getting into Williams College. It's a great college. You're going to have a lot of fun. So that's one of the reasons why we wanted to bring you in and talk about Animal House this week. Um, but in the meantime, let's talk about movies that we've seen this week. Ira, oh. what have you seen this week? There's a few I'd like to share with, with you, Robert, uh-huh. Annika, and our now, listeners. Annika, and- is, since last time she was here, she's now turned of age, Ira. So yeah, you can talk me. about whatever movies you want. Wow. You can talk about all the sluts and horrors <laughs> and everything. You mean I don't have to censor myself? Exactly. Wow. You could you could say fuck and shit and all of that. It's like Ira unbridled. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What do you got? All right. Let's get started here. I saw a few interesting films I'd like to briefly mention. One is called Erotic Nights of the Living Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I Ira, said that you know I Robert was kidding, said. right? <laughs> this is an actual movie, you guys, and it was a, a 1980s Italian erotic uh, thriller, and it was just um, crap. It was horrible. But here's something I want to mention. <laughs> did also. you finish the film? Uh, I about 12 minutes. The into film. It. Listen to me. The, did you finish? <laughs> I didn't the finish film? the film, but I finished. Uh, <laughs> okay. I want to mention some a film, you guys. This is 1974, Caged Heat. Yes. I know it, Caged you know, Heat. Do you know who wrote it and directed it? No. Well, you're in for a surprise. You ready? Written and directed by Jonathan Demme. Really? It was his first 
feature film, Cage Teat. It was a women in prison movie. It was not good, but it was Jonathan. De- you all got to get started someplace, you know? So that was his first feature Didn't Jonathan film. Demi die recently? Yes. When was that? Last I'd year? I'd say about five months ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Also, you guys, another movie I saw was, they're repeating a lot of the Mission Impossible movies because of the latest one that's out. I saw MI3. Now, not to be confused with one or two, Mission Impossible 3. First of all, I want to say that it was uh, 2006, and that was J.J. Uh, Abrams' directional debut. First time he directed a feature film. Mm. And this is the one that had Philip Seymour Hoffman as the bad guy. So this was M.I. He was a good bad guy. He was a good bad guy. Didn't he die recently? Yes, he did too. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a new theme we have going here. He, um, yeah, he, what did he do? Overdose, I think, right? Yeah. 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 So he's gone. Do you know who that is, Annika? Uh, I've heard of Philip him. Seymour Hoffman. I've heard of him, but I don't actually know who he is. This is going to be great because we're sitting down with a millennial yeah. who's yeah, like, millennial. I don't know. I, there's yeah. a movie, I think. Brilliant actor. <laughs> I see. Yeah. White, pasty, and round, but a brilliant actor. All right. So, All right. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, here's a movie I've been dying to mention to you guys. Have you ever heard of a movie called Life After Beth? Life after yes. Beth? This was 2014. It was a vampire movie. Beth died. She didn't know she died. And her parents and her boyfriend had to say, you're dead. And it stars Aubrey Plaza. I really like oh, her. I love Aubrey Plaza. I, li- I do too. And you know who has a small part in it? Who? Anna Kendrick. Oh. Anna Kendrick does. And it got horrible ratings <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. And I don't care. I liked it. Those are my four movies for Week in Review. Mm-hmm. All right. Annika, what did you see this week? I saw I saw two mo- or three movies. Yeah. I saw Mission Impossible Fallout. How was that? How was that? It was really good. Well, I liked you it. grab that mic and bring it down just a little closer to your mouth. Sure. Just yank it closer to you, like it's a big dick. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not wait. quite that close, Annika. Come on, we know. All right, there we go. That's good. Okay. Go ahead. Now, so what were you saying? So I watched Mission Impossible Fallout, which was really good. But um, I was I kept thinking about how Tom Cruise was doing all the stunts himself. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't, rather than focusing on the movie, I kept focusing on his stunts and how awesome he was, despite being 50 years old. Yeah, so it kind of distracted me, but it was still really good overall. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, the word is out. Among the franchise, it's perhaps the best one, huh? This yeah. one, yeah. yeah, better I'd than the first one. The first one was good. Well, that, those are the two, the top two, yeah. are the first and the last, right? All right, right. Yeah, and oh, the part where did you guys see the video of him breaking his ankle? Yeah. Oh my god. Where he got like uh, flung down or whatever. Yeah, he was, he was like, like swinging suspended. towards a building, yeah. and you can watch his ankle break. <laughs> yeah, and all my brother and I were like, oh, like we kept cringing at that part, even in the movie. I love how you. Oh, I love how you say I, we kept cringing as if you kept watching it over and over and over. <laughs> Oh, that was awful. Play it again. Oh, still awful. <laughs> yeah, so there was that. Okay. Well, uh, this is a Korean movie, but it's called Along with the Gods 2. Mm-hmm. It's the second movie. And it's a sequel to the first one, which is just Along with the Gods. That's but, usually how it works. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but then it was so bad because the first one was so good that my brother and I had such high expectations. But this... It's like it was so rushed because mm. it only came out like eight months after the first one. So they were just trying to get something out? Quick. Yeah, I think so. I see. Yeah, and the CGI was comparable to Green Lantern. Oh. So, you know, it was like pretty bad. Mm. <laughs> and 
yeah, I was just really disappointed. I thought the director or producer changed or something, but it was the same person. Yeah, I'm probably just cashing in real quick. Yeah, so I was, but then it got good reviews, so I was confused. Maybe it was just me, but I don't know. I really didn't like it at all. All right. What was that called? Uh, the, the God's supposed to be crazy too. Oh, what? <laughs> it's called. Al- <laughs> God's supposed to be crazy too. Right, she right. doesn't know yeah, that. I know. <gasps> yeah. Sorry. The Coke I'm bottle. Just, yeah, right. the Coke bottle. Yeah, Coke bottle. I'm just too young for you guys. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> You're not too young for Ira. But go ahead. <laughs> um, That's true. I also watched Incredibles two. Yeah. Yeah, it was so fun. I loved it so much. Did you see that, Ira? I didn't. Hmm. I you, think you'd you actually like it. it. Yeah, you liked it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was good. Oh wait, you saw it? I didn't see it. Robert saw it. Oh okay. It was. I was kind of scared to watch it because it might ruin my perception of the first Incredibles. When I actually I liked it, it better child. than the first one, I think. I don't know. I don't know if I liked it better than the first one, but it might be nostalgia. But I thought the second one. It's at least comparable. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's at least on on par. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and you, know, you, Robert. I went out of town this week, so I only <laughs> caught a couple of films. But the ones that I did catch were being shown on the backseat of a Delta airplane. And one of them was uh, the 1517 to Paris. Do you remember this movie? This was the one that Clint Eastwood right, directed, directed with the actual... And they used the actual... The actual heroes, uh, heroes yeah. that stopped this terrorist attack. Annika, do you know about this? There was this terrorist attack on this train that was going to Paris, and these guys uh, rushed this terrorist. He had a, had a, a machine gun. like a, He had a, like AK-47. He was going to start shooting him, but he had hundreds of rounds of ammo. And these guys uh, like bum-rushed him, and they wrestled him to the ground and got beat up and... and you know, a couple. I think one or two guys got shot, but they saved all of these people's lives on this train, and That's they crazy. basically subdued this terrorist, and they were able to uh, to save everybody. When was this? Uh, when did it happen? Probably, I'm gonna guess 2013. That's what I'm gonna guess. Does that sound reasonable? I was gonna say three or four years ago, but maybe even more. Yeah. Well, yeah. Four, four four years would have been 2014. Right. We're recording this in right. 2018. So yeah, roughly it might. Somewhere between 2013 and 2015. So what was it like? And again, it got a lot of press because of, I would say it's a gimmick but or this clever device of using the actual heroes, knowing that they're not actors. Producer Joey just looked up 2015. 2015. Well, yeah. there you go. 20, yeah. um, that they're not actors. So did they, were they credible? Were they believable in the parts? Uh, I, so I was telling Producer Joey this. At the beginning of the film, it, it was cringeworthy. It was like... <laughs> What's going on here? It's like good. And I love Clint Eastwood. I think his films are fantastic. I love his directorial style. I don't know if you know much about the way that he directs, but people love working with him because he's very adamant that um, that the whole film be shot within working hours and then people go home. And he's like, we, we do one or two takes. We got it. We move on. And we just we don't spend all day trying to uh, try to find the scene, whatever. Just do your job. Get out of here. And I like that. And as a result, he makes so many films. He makes about a film every year. I like that. I think that's awesome. The film sucked at the beginning. By the end of it, it was a lot more interesting. I think it, I, I kind of came around. And I think there, it just so happened to be that the, the scenes where they were bad in terms of acting was towards the beginning mm. of the film. But it's worth checking out. What a career he's had, Clint. Oh, my gosh. You know, going back to Rawhide, early television. He has been around forever. Direct, yeah. And as a director, do you know he's Clint Eastwood? So accomplished. Annika? Mm, this is going to yes. be a great. This is going to be. He's, <laughs> he's in 
American actor, filmmaker, music, <laughs> <laughs> political figure. I, I didn't say, do you know Wikipedia? I said, do you know Clint Eastwood? I've heard of him. Yeah, you've heard of him? <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, so many of those films he directed. And uh, I know we spoke about these before. It was oh, Million wait, Dollar Baby. Did. But with uh, Gran Torino. Yeah, Gran Torino Gran Torino is a hell of a movie. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. a hell of a I didn't know movie, he yeah. did Gran Torino. Yeah. yeah. He directed it. Did you see Sergeant. Million Dollar Baby, Annika? No, Man, I we, we got to get you going on some <laughs> yeah. movies here. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I saw that. And then the other movie that I saw <laughs> was the new Tomb Raider. That's right. I saw it. Why? <laughs> why? Um, you know why? Because, oh, oh. Well, one, producer Joey wanted yeah, to see yeah. it. But two, I kind of wanted to see it because we went to uh, an escape room up in Hollywood. And there was a specialized escape room that was dedicated to uh, Tomb Raider. And they had set the whole thing up where it kind of loosely followed the plot to Tomb Raider. And they actually did a pretty good job with, with not only the escape room, but the whole uh, advertisement aspect of it because it made me want to go see the film. Yeah, it and worked. Yeah, it did. And it was free. You could go, you just had to register ahead of time and you went up there and, and uh, you got to do, it was like a 30-minute escape room. And then when you're done, we were all walking out going, I would go see this movie now. That's cool. Know, it totally worked. Let's have an escape room for 30 Love. Yeah. <laughs> All we'll do is we'll put the movie on and people will want to escape. They'll try to escape. All right. Well, I want to go to an escape room. Yeah? I do. By yourself? Well, I have no friends, uh, so yeah. Ira, sometimes, let's be honest, have you, you've had hard times getting out, of, like escaping your bathroom. Oh, I have a hard time getting out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> These blankets. Oh my God, I can't get out of here. Oi, oi, it hurts. Oh. Uh, Boy, it hurts. <laughs> hey, let's talk about Animal House. You want to do that? Animal House. Robert, talk us through it. All right. Animal House centers around the famous Faber College. And if anyone hasn't seen Animal House, uh, do yourself a favor. Go watch Animal House. Uh, this is the, the first big uh, raunchy comedy of, set in the college years. that It inspired so many other films after right. it, like Van Wilder and... And um, help me out. What and some, sitcoms. Absolutely. There, a lot of sitcoms came out about living in a dorm and college. Right. Even like Bosom Buddies and things That's like right. that. It's That's right. Similarly kind of inspired by right. uh, by Animal House. Uh, so Faber College has the Delta House fraternity, which is the awful fraternity on the, on the campus. The one that's always breaking rules, getting into trouble. And the dean is about to kick them off of campus if they don't straighten up. And of course they can't straighten up. They're always throwing parties and that's about it. Right. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how, what else to say. It's just a bunch of little vignettes that all kind of loosely connect together with Delta house, basically saying fuck you to both the Dean and the college. Right. That's the emotional payoff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good. Annika, what did you think of this movie? Annika. I thought it was so funny. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time you saw it, right, Annika? Yeah, it was my, it was my first time. Mm-hmm. It was also, it seemed very old. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time. Why? Um, maybe it was just the actors, like how the absurd kind of acting. Mm-hmm. Um, like the over-the-top silly kind of acting is what you yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, also just... I wrote, like, when I was taking notes while watching the movie, one of the things I wrote was American culture in the late 70s, question mark. Well, I, it's weird because this movie was made in the late 70s, but it was set in the early 60s. It right. was set in 1962, I think. Right. So it it's weird because you look back and you go, well, I guess this was all 70s. Yeah, it was, but it was kind of a, a little 
what we just like an anachronism or something like that. But anyway, so it is American culture. It's just a critique on the American culture of the early 60s. Mm. Yeah. And, well, I found some parts relatable. In what way? Like how, quote, involved the administration was mm. in terms of school activities or clubs. How did that relate to your own life? <laughs> so, well, it felt like, first of all, the administration was really out of touch. So, like, in the beginning when... Um, the dean was like, oh, we'll just put him on double probation. <laughs> and I was like, double yeah, that's secret <laughs> probation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's pretty much my school too in terms of like if there's bad activity going on. It's like, yeah, we'll just put him on double secret probation. Yeah, we're doing something. But they weren't actually doing much. So I thought that part was pretty relatable. What else did you think? Um, you were telling me before, the, before we fired up the mics that one of the characters seemed especially attractive to you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was trying to remember. Bluto, huh? Okay, I don't know if this is racist, but all the white guys look the same. So I was trying to figure out <laughs> who was who. Um, so, like, on the thing, I wrote um, otter-good-looking-smiley-face. <laughs> and then boon-boyfriend, question mark. Do you, have, really. do you have this problem that all <laughs> Asian people look the same when you watch Asian films? No, because... Because I'm Asian, so I'm used to telling the small differences. <laughs> when you well, say Robert, small differences, you're talking about eyes, right? That's the, the small difference? Um, small eyes? Or small dick. A small dick. Oh, okay, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Rob, Robert and I are both white. Can you tell us apart? Um, yes, you can, Robert. <laughs> Thank you, Ira. <laughs> I can just say that Robert looks about 20 years older. <laughs> Robert looks I like this guest. Twenty years older than her. Good save. That was good. Which is actually accurate. Yeah. Um. Right, and what else do you think? Any other thoughts about Animal House? Um. Well, I was kind of confused because. Um. Old the old movie. Like I guess you said it was a raunchy, like one of the first raunchy comedies. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know if it's because I haven't watched enough movies, but I wrote, um, it seems like old movies see, were more promiscuous in terms of like women. Like showing boobs? Yeah. I think that that was a standard. Like it, from from like late 70s to early 80s, if you did a, a, a comedy, a zany comedy, there had to be boobs. <laughs> it was a requirement, right? I mean, Porky's. Um, or a woman in lingerie where her skirt is ripped off and we see her in garters. That shtick. Seriously, you're looking... Yes, yeah. but, but I'm saying there were, there more, were tits more boobs. in this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there were actual boobies. <laughs> Wait, this is interesting. Could Animal House be made today? Well, I mean, they say, they say faggot a few times I noticed that. I noticed that. They would not say that. No. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. The, the movie, identical to the way we saw it, I'm going to make the argument wouldn't be made. I, but I'd say they could get not about like 90, 90 not 100%, per, 98%. Maybe, how about 92%? But I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. That, you know, that's I mean, really interesting. One of the things I noticed is, uh, you know, so when the, 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 the teenage girl, one of the, okay, so we should point out, right. there are a couple of pledges who are pledging the Delta house and one of them meets a girl at a supermarket and decides to ask her to the big party. They're making out at the party and, and she's getting drunk and she passes out and he has this moment of, 
like uh, he's this contemplation of should I have sex with her or not? And the little devil appears and yeah. like, fuck her, do it, do it, fuck her. And then the little angel appears like, no, don't take advantage of her. And he's kind of in this little, oh, what should I, shouldn't I, whatever. And uh, and I think I, in my mind that, that scene played out very, um, it, it was one of those, those things that could have only happened in that time period. I think that's a scene that probably would have changed. Uh, they probably would have just left it open-ended or something like Agreed. that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. The idea that he even could take advantage of her. Now, he didn't yeah. in the film, but I think nowadays they would be like, oh, no, 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 no. Just the fact that he was wrestling with it. Yeah. With the angel and devil on his shoulders probably yeah. would have been avoided but if it was remade. Today. Films like Revenge of the Nerds, for example, he does, well, he tricks her, right? He, in Revenge of the Nerds, yes. he tricks the main girl into having sex with him, and then, then she likes it. And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's all okay because... She winds up liking it in the end. That wouldn't be made today. No, literally, she liked it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Revenge of the Nerds would not be made yeah, the same way. No, it couldn't way. be. Right. No. right. No. But I think most of this movie could probably be made. Mostly. Most. Yeah. Agreed. Well, another thing I noticed was the cliche of the girls like being naked and like having a pillow fight. But it's I think so- that was a... That was like tongue tongue in cheek. I think they purposely meant for it to be cliche of like, oh, we're just girls and we just <laughs> hit each other with pillows. I thought it was wait, so wait, funny. Excuse, you mean they're not really like that? Yeah. Uh, yes, Ira. That's how okay, they. Good, yeah, good, like okay, a, good. Don't good. don't break his fantasy. <laughs> we're gonna let Ira believe what he wants. <laughs> um, just this is this might be because I've been so trained to quote see diversity in all these films, mm-hmm. but. I just noticed, I know this is the 1960s and that's why, but, um, or yeah, 60s, 70s, but how everyone was white. Not Otis Day in the night. Not the club, <laughs> not the nightclub. <laughs> oh, I thought that scene was so fun. Like, you know, when they... Do you mind if we <laughs> dance with the old dates? <laughs> There's so many great quotable lines in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love that we're going back into the vault to find an older film. I you know, do to kind of celebrate Annika's going off to college. It's a nice I know. little... Uh, yeah. 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 Even though this is anti-wave. And I I do want to talk about whether this is an anti-wave movie or not. Is it an anti-wave or is it not anti-wave? What do you think, Ira? Well, the, the spirit of the movie is irreverent. Irreverent. Right. And it questions authority. People in mm-hmm. power, like a dean. So in that sense, it is anti-wave. However, I, I, think, I think it actually is an anti-wave film, but over time it's become part of the overall uh, canon of films that we would think of as being, well, classics. And so now it starts to, through our historical lens, uh, you know, looking back 30 years, it looks, or 40 years now, it looks like it's not. It's not into it, but I actually but think actually that it is. But actually it is. It is irreverent. It is questioning It changed authority. things. Yeah. It was so... Well, even the structure, it's not a, a really a three-act structure, would you say? Well, you're starting to talk like me now, Robert. Well, I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's not a traditional three-act structure. I mean, at the end, they don't really solve anything. It's they just resolved. They're just like, basically, it's here's just, our final fuck yeah, you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A parade. But nothing's resolved. And they actually all kind of go their separate ways at the end. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there is nothing resolved. Right, right. So no, I don't, I don't think this is, uh, I don't think this is a traditional Hollywood film. Right, right. Yeah. I what wanna, else do you think, Annika? Hold on, I'm going to stick, okay. stick with Annika. What do you think? 
Um, well, just anything? Yeah, anything. What are your thoughts about the film? Um, I got... I felt like this was kind of a college fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Where, you know, we all... I guess when we're teens, we all think about, like, you know, going against authority, like you said. Or like Ira said. And just going out with a bang. But in the end, they're all kind of successful. They end up somewhere. So... Except for D-Day. Well, yeah. Whereabouts yeah. unknown, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but I thought... Well, I, by the end, I was thinking like, wow, if I could have like, an, like a college fantasy, this would be pretty interesting. What do you imagine your college to be like? Well, my college, fraternities and sororities are banned. Mm-hmm. So, And you've been there, but you haven't started college yet. Yeah, I visited the campus and it's very... Well, the interesting thing is when I first went, there was a boycott happening at the college because... How come there wasn't a girl caught? Uh, Come on now. Everyone is sexist. Right. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's even... It's ingrained in all of us. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) yeah. So when I went, they were having... All the students who were there were having a campaign against the administration, kind of like the movie. But it was for a stupid reason. It was because there weren't any Asian American studies as a major. And they said, oh, so, but we, there's Asian studies, but there's no Asian American studies. And you as an Asian American, how do you feel about that? So stupid, but whatever. <laughs> stupid in what way? Stupid that there should be or stupid that who, people care about that? That people care about that. Because mm. they gave this whole presentation on why Asian American studies is different from Asian studies. And how the fact that there isn't an Asian American studies means that the administration is being racist against Asians. I was so confused. <laughs> when then Wouldn't they be racist towards a certain segment of Americans, not towards <laughs> Asians? Yeah. Right? And then they at the orientation, they actually said came up and said, if you're low income, if you're a minority, or if you're Asian, then don't come here because the administration doesn't care about you. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> that's I was fair. So, I was so shocked because, first of all, Williams College is one of the most well-funded liberal arts colleges. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, yeah, I received so much money from them while I'm basically paying nothing. And... There's so many opportunities that the college will give you. And the fact that they're saying, talking about how Williams College is such a bad college because there's no Asian American major was so absurd from my perspective. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how my experience is going to be, but I can clearly tell like most college campuses, it's a very, very... It's weird, <laughs> that, it's weird that you say this because Ira actually majored in Asian American studies. Really? Yeah. Well, not academically. <laughs> I was just into a lot of Asian Americans. Yeah, a lot of research and homework, but yeah. yeah. Not Home, a lot of homo work. <laughs> so what do you have to say about that, Ira? Hmm? Do we need an Asian American major? Wear a rubber. That's what he has to say. <laughs> what, what about Animal House, Ira? Yeah, you I, I want to say share this with you. And Robert, I think I shared this to you a while back once before that when I went to see Animal House you guys it was many many weeks before the film's release it was before the ad campaign the first time you saw it yes the first time in a theater I went with my buddy Jerry and it was at the old Writers Guild Theater on Melrose which isn't even there anymore and that was such an interesting way to see 
any film prior yeah. to the promotion and especially this film and I literally you guys I said called Jerry I said it's it's called Animal House and I I'm not being funny I really thought it was about a house filled with animals I did yeah. I thought kangaroos and elephants <laughs> and giraffe and it's an animal house I really did think that so we went and then well, at the be- why wouldn't you? why wouldn't I yeah why I mean, wouldn't I I th- I've told this story in the podcast before I heard I got called to go see 28 days later before we knew anything about it and they told us it was a disease outbreak movie and we were like all right do we, it, this is going to be like that movie outbreak with Dustin Hoffman right, uh, it's like right. a drama who cares and, we're like, eh, eh, eh. and then we man start, were you in for oh a, man yeah, what a, I know I know different movie than yeah I'll say yeah so when I, we went the movie I can relate start, is what I'm yes, saying yes yeah Animal House so the movie started and I think I mentioned this one specific to you also that at the beginning where we see the statue of the founder and at the bottom what does it say engraved knowledge is good yeah. and that was when I leaned over to Jerry and I said we're in for a treat we're in for a treat and it was a, 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 such an important film and it's an icon and again Robert <laughs> like you were saying at the beginning that so many films were Ripoffs of this premise, right. and a lot of sitcoms. All three networks. There were only three networks at that time, but they all jumped on board with frat sitcoms. Mm-hmm. They they all did that. But I I always remember that. It was a cool way to to see the movie. Uh, there are certain scenes that just stayed with me. Um, what was it on the staircase with that uh, folk singer with his guitar? That's such a great something scene. we all want to do. Do you know which scene he's talking about, Annika? Where the folk where he... singer's playing the guitar, and he's like, I would give my life oh, yeah. a, a cherry without a stone. <laughs> yeah. We should say, picks up the guitar. Blue, and smashes, yeah, smashes it. it. It's something we all want to do, but, but the, most of us The best don't. part of that is the beat at the end where he hands it back to him and goes, sorry. <laughs> it's just like, oh, sorry, I tripped. And, and, and yes, you're absolutely right. We, whenever we see that person, we want to destroy the guitar. Stop fucking doing that. That's so great. Also, I want to mention, too, and on my coffee table at home, I have what I think is the best parody uh, in printed format ever, and it's a National Lampoon uh, satire of a high school yearbook called The Kaleidoscope. And everything is broken down in this, including the, the faculty members, uh, all the students, the various clubs, the wood-burning club. It's all there. And the people responsible for this parody magazine, um, and again, it takes place in 1962 or 63. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it was referenced there. And this was the catalyst for the screenplay for the film. Initially, the film was going to be set at a high school instead of a college, but they realized they, they can't do that. Right. But I love that parody. And that's, that's again, that was put out by the National uh, Lampoon people there have been a couple of documentaries that have come out uh a, a documentary and a biopic uh there was the a stupid and futile gesture which a is great a movie. great film a, great a biopic about doug kinney yep and then also there was the um oh what is it i keep wanting to say fast cheap and out of control but that was the errol morris documentary the other one that was there is a documentary Joe, can you find it it's it's the one with chevy chase and do you know which one i'm talking about the early days of of, of uh, uh, of National, National Lampoon. Lampoon, right? But it should be noted that National Lampoons began as Harvard, Harvard Lampoon, Lampoon, and then they kind of turned themselves into a nationally oriented magazine. And Doug Kenny was kind of losing his mind, and he decided to uh, to to make one dedicated issue that was all this big yearbook, and that was such a big success that they decided to make a film based on that issue. That's right. So that's right. That's kind of where Animal House started. You know, some of the things I noticed when I was watching the film. I went to Southern Illinois University, which 
I'm sure every college has these rumors about, oh, you know, Animal House was based on our college. <laughs> there was a lot of that going on. And, I, and someone had told me, I, I never researched it for myself, but there were certain writers who had gone to Southern Illinois University because it had a reputation for being so chaotic. During the 1960s, there were riots all over the uh, campus where they would come in and take over certain buildings. There was a building they built afterward uh, called Fainer Hall that they built to be riot-proof because they were having such problems with it. During Halloween, they would literally, uh, I think one time they, like, they stopped a train and they'd flip over cars. And it, it was such a regular reoccurrence that they would shut down the whole campus during Halloween. Halloween was the, the real time for a lot of the just crazy shenanigans when i went there it was a regular thing to have um after the bars let out at 2 a.m everyone would go out on the street and just take over the middle of the street just the main drag through town and try to get girls to show their tits and stuff like that <laughs> and show your tits and stuff and well, i remember one year it got uh, around halloween they finally kind of lifted the the not the ban on everybody leaving campus over halloween and they said let's try this again it had been 20 or 30 years they thought it was time and everybody started rioting right, and they flipped right. the car. I'm not exaggerating when I say every weekend, every Friday and Saturday night, the police would line up in riot gear and they would tear gas everybody. And I got so used to being tear gassed. Oh it doesn't God. really affect me anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it does if you like do it right in my face, but most people will start coughing and gagging on it and I'll be like, oh, I know how to kind of breathe through this. <laughs> Build up a resistance. Isn't that weird? That is weird. It, I lived so, I'm not exaggerating. I lived probably a block and a half away from the strip my senior year and my window, my bedroom window and, and the front living room window both faced the strip and it was a block and a half away, maybe a block. And on Friday and Saturday night, if it was ever too hot, you had to kind of suffer because you couldn't open the windows. If the windows were open to get a breeze going, it would be a bunch of tear gas that would be blowing through from the strip because they'd be, you know, tear gassing That's everybody. Real. So do you think your resistance for the most part was was physiological or psychological? Was it actual physical stuff or do you think it was Phys mental? Uh, total physical. I never even thought really? about it until there was something somewhere else that I was with some other buddies of mine. And we got tear gassed. There was tear gas going on. I can't remember where it was. It was like some protest or something like that. And people, there was tear gas that was popped. And the people that I was with were like, ah, ah, ah. And then my friends from college were like, oh, this is nothing. <laughs> it's just kind of easy. Wow. By the way, that, that movie from, uh, that was mentioned before the, the documentary was uh, Drunk Stone Brilliant Dead. That was, That's what it is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, thank you, Producer Joey. I thank you, that. Producer Joey. Uh, so at any rate, yeah, that, that, that a lot of people said that Southern Illinois, Southern Illinois University was the college that this was based on. And I do know that the shirt that John Belushi wears that says college on it, I don't know if you remember when, they, when they're ripping everything out of the, the fraternity and Otter throws him, I think it's Otter, they throw him the Jack Daniels and he chugs the whole thing. <laughs> right. And he's wearing this sweatshirt that says college on it. And it's a real famous poster that I'm sure you'll see when you go to college, Annika, that you'll see in somebody's dorm room. It's just John Belushi saying it says college. That sweatshirt was made in Southern Illinois University and at this very at this print shop and that was their big claim to fame and they had posters up and everything like, we made that shirt um which at the time seemed like wow you guys are movie stars yeah. <laughs> now it just seems like okay i guess you fucking printed college across the shirt but they said they printed that because they didn't they didn't know which college what the name of the college was going to be so they just said college but of course they shot it in oregon oregon yeah yeah but there was a tennessee state flag it was weird that's I, interesting I, mean, I don't know where the film was supposed to be set 
I did read an article last night in preparation for this that there was a lot of resistance. They went to the Ivy League college, the colleges mm-hmm. they wanted, although not necessarily being an Ivy League college, but right. it had that feel somehow. And a lot of rejection, a lot of rejection, especially with the, the nature. When they read the screenplay, they said, no, we're going to let you film this here. And there was a, the University of, University of Oregon? Something like that. It was, yeah, anyway, I think, it was a I think it was. university in Oregon. Yeah. So, uh, I think it was University of Oregon. Yeah. But that's interesting about... Um, you saw a Tennessee. There's a Tennessee flag. state flag in the in the scene oh. where they're being like, I guess, the, in the court. In the court, yeah. Wow, that's and, what it was. Yeah. Well, maybe that was second unit. No, well, sir- I think it was just the art department. Mm-hmm. And also in the scene where, uh, I think the scene where he's making out with the 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 pledge is making out with the grocery store girl. There's a Confederate flag hanging in the background, and I thought maybe <laughs> they really are aiming to make this. Uh, that's interesting. Tennessee. And a couple of the girls spoke with thick southern dialects. So I, I don't know exactly where this is supposed to be set. Mm-hmm. Wait, it says, um, I just looked it up from I, on IMDb, and it says, although the film takes place in Pennsylvania, a Tennessee flag is shown in the courtroom. This is because the set decorator couldn't find a large enough Pennsylvania flag for the scene, and the blue Oregon state flag wouldn't work because it had text on the upper part. Mm. Somebody just said, hey, fuck it. We'll do Tennessee. <laughs> it's really because they, they only have two flags. The American flag and the <laughs> Tennessee flag. flag. Oh. The, which is a beautiful flag. Yeah. Oh, actually. Um, what do you got? I thought it was interesting. The student court scene. Because it reminded me of my high school. Because we also have a student court. Uh, have you been in the student court? Uh, maybe. No, I'm For killing a horse in your <laughs> principal's office. Um, I thought about it. <laughs> it was a giraffe, Robert. <laughs> but um, I thought it was so uh, interesting because, um, well, I guess this is also kind of reminiscent what I thought was relatable in terms of like my school. Mm-hmm. Because even though we have a student court, technically the teachers decide everything. Like how the teacher. So you really have no vote? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> and the teacher, how he was like, just shut up. Like, you're done. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's basically the student court here, too. So I thought it was interesting. You have a lot to look forward to in college. More of the same. Mm. Mm. You know, I do want to say that when in its initial release, Animal House received generally mixed reviews. Yeah. Not all the critics jumped on it. And, uh, and I, I think that. Should be it, accurate. I mean, it, it's it's built its way into being a classic, right, but right. I can understand that. Out, Time Magazine and Robert uh, Roger Ebert proclaimed it as one of the year's best films. However, it got a lot of mixed reviews. And I want to mention, too, that it was filmed for only $2.8 million, yeah, which nothing. is nothing, even in 1978 dollars, hmm. that's still very low. That's very little. Hmm. Interesting. Did you have something else, Annika? Um, No. <laughs> Great. I'm glad I threw it back to you. Uh, can we also just talk about for a minute the cafeteria scene? Mm. <laughs> that whole cafeteria yeah. scene yeah. is brilliant from beginning to end. It's so great with the music playing and him just grabbing all of the food and eating it and putting piles on his plate. The impression of a zit. And then the food fight at the end. Yeah. And Annika, I think you're right. You know, you said earlier that you felt like this was a film about a, a fantasy of college. That, to me, is the biggest fantasy. I've always <laughs> wanted to be part of a big cafeteria food fight. And uh, never ha- have you ever been a part of a food fight? Ever? No. 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 Not in, not in bed or anything? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. 
Here's chocolate. <laughs> Here's whipped cream. Here's cream. Here's strawberries season. and chocolate syrup. Uh, Annika, uh. have you ever been part of a food fight? No, I haven't. What about an Ira bed food fight? He invited me once. Mm. <laughs> That's why it's awkward between you two. Uh, oh, oh wait, actually, getting gross. Something on the music. It reminded me of. I know maybe it was the same. I don't know if it's the same time because I didn't look it up. But I enjoyed the music behind all the oh, scenes because it you reminded. You opened up a can of worms. Right that's now. really interesting. You're saying that. Why did you do that, Annika? Oh, <laughs> Annika, thank you. <laughs> it I'll reward me. you with another food fight later. But <laughs> oh, I want to jump. It's so interesting. That <laughs> I was special that. brand. Well, of here food we go. Fight. You know, Elmer Bernstein did the music, and he did a lot of earlier stuff, including The Great Escape and The Magnificent Seven, and and to movies Kill a that Annika is definitely familiar well, okay, with. Okay, but there were important <laughs> film scores and. He actually said in an interview that he feels that his music for Animal House is just as good as those previous classics I mentioned. Yeah. That it fit the bill and did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. That's wonderful that you noticed that, acknowledged that. Thank you so much. Oh, I wasn't thinking that deeply, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You can, you can think deeply every once in a while. It yeah. hurts my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, let's uh, let's talk about our money shots from this movie. Right. So money oh, shots, so Annika. Hard. You do you know what money shots yeah. are? Okay. So uh, just for anybody in the audience that doesn't know, money shots are those the shots are the moments from the film that will stay with you. What will you be thinking about when you think about this film five years from now? All right. So um, who wants to go first? You want to go first, I'll go, I'll go first. Well, there's right. the, like you said, it's a sequence, not a shot, but the food fight in the cafeteria. What yeah. was it? Pop me, I'm a zit. Was that in the, yeah. in this camp coming together? And obviously, How was that again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Why does he make me do- <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that sound. <laughs> All right, go ahead. And again, like I mentioned earlier, there's just something that resonated with me with the folk singer playing the guitar. Yeah. That, that beat just resonated with Ira me. you stole both my money cool. shots there, cool. I, I'm right there with I love you it. if I had to throw one more in I might yeah. do the the horse having the heart attack in the, <laughs> yeah. in the office but yeah. Yeah. I gotta go with the the zit food fight just that whole sequence in the cafeteria and the guitar it's love so it. great Robert those are so great moments Robert and what do you got Annika what's your money shot yeah I also had the the cafeteria scene especially the part that i found really funny was when the guy said oh don't you have any respect for yourself and he just like shoves a big cello into his mouth just like staring directly at him i thought i think i'll remember that for a while and um i had a couple i was trying to decide between and okay you can have more than one i thought oh the part where (laughs) when they all walk into the club and it's like, oh, we're the only white people here. <laughs> the record scratches, yeah. the, whole, the band stops playing. Yeah, everyone's just like staring at them. I thought that was so funny. Um, let's see. That that joke has become something of a cliche, but I don't think it was at that no, time, it was it? I think that started. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you'll see that in other movies. You know, that's it, it's a cinematic cliche now where, you know, the, the white guy walks in, all oh, the black yeah. cool people, and it's kind of, what's going on? <laughs> but I, this movie does it really well. Weird Science did it well, too. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Oh, I had Butarsky's speech 
Which one? <laughs> no, at the Bluto's? end when he's tr- yeah, when he's trying to like pump when he's trying to, up. Uh, what he's the like, fuck <laughs> happened to Delta House that I know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was laughing so hard when he said, "Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor?" <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, "What? what? Just let him go." <laughs> There's so many great quotable lines in this movie. Um, I I do want to uh, point Annika. Have you ever seen the movie Clue? Clue. You gotta see Clue because I think this rates right up there with the most number of quotable lines. Uh, it's it's one of those films that just uh, almost everything that someone <laughs> says is like I, so I gotta funny. remember that. There, there's a lot of really great lines in this movie. Um, yeah, so I, I've already said my money shots. Uh, let's talk about how anti this movie is. So let's put it on a scale. So um, a zero would be a film like let's say Clueless. For example, and a ten would be, and a ten would be, oh man, what is a what's a college based? I know, I like you're trying to fit I, it I, in I with a college theme, but even though Clueless was high school, yeah, uh, ten might be something like Brick. How about that? Now I went high school, I didn't go college, okay, but, but, still but school. All right, yeah, so yeah. I think we can go there. Okay, wait, wait, so, clarify what anti means. Anti wave is how much do you think this film? kind of bucked the usual Hollywood system, the usual things that, that you would expect mm. to see in a Hollywood film. So Ira, why don't, why don't you go first? Yeah, and again, we did somewhat broach this earlier because it is, I keep saying, irreverent, right. and it does question authority. In that sense, it's quite anti-wave. Watching the film here with you guys, it was um, cartoonish with its yeah. over-the-top, mm. and that would make it, for me, a little bit less, less anti-wave, yeah. but it was still... It's it's a hard call, and I'm I'm actually going to come in on five point eight, five point eight on my ten point scale. <laughs> I, I don't think he's ever given a whole number just, just <laughs> without decimal places. Uh, I think I'm going to agree with you. I I think I might I might round this up to a six, mm-hmm. but it it's I think the the acting it's weird because there were no it's not fair to say that there were Hollywood actors because a lot of these actors were unknowns at the time, right? Uh, it, since then, you know, uh, Kevin Bacon and uh, John Belushi and, oh my gosh, uh, just so many people that were in this film that went on to great careers, character actors, a lot right, of them right. as well. But, um, yeah, I think I would go with six. Yeah. That's where I think yeah. I would say it. It's, a, it's got some anti-life in it, but I'm not sure if it's a total anti-wave film. But it's, it's interesting, it's interesting to put this film on that scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Annika? Yeah, I think I agree with Ira. When I was a five point eight, no, <laughs> in his commentary, um, I would say that it did feel kind of cartoonish. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if we're watching it in this time, especially for me, because I didn't really watch, a, I don't really watch a lot of films from that period. Era, yeah. So it did feel a little bit less Hollywood-like. Mm-hmm. So I would say like. Like a six point three four five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, like a yeah, like a six point five. Six point five. Yeah. All right. Well, nicely done. Yeah. Hey, that was Animal House. We did it. Animal House. Animal. Sorry. Ira, who died this week? <laughs> okay. Hey, Annika, you're gonna like this one. Are you ready? It's another Ira Diddy. Gotta tell you, unfortunately, we must. The following people have turned to dust. Don't encourage, Annika. Don't. Oh. 
I hate you, my best <laughs> woman. I like her. Shakes. We lost the following people in the industry. I, I want to mention uh, Mary Carlisle, you guys, a 104-year-old actress. Oh, 104. She was in some early Bing Crosby movies. and um, As the love interest? Or was she the old person then? If no, she was not. No, she was a love interest. Sheesh. Because these were done in the 30s, you guys. There was a 1933 film called The College Humor with Bing Crosby and others in the 30s. 30s, Double or Nothing and Dr. Rhythm. We lost an Egyptian-born Israeli film director who won an Oscar, Masha Mahazuri, and he directed a lot of films that were nominated for Best Foreign Film, and he finally won the Oscar with, drumroll please, he won it with Madame Rosa. David a Lansberg, film none of us have seen. But it won the Oscar. <laughs> I know old, none of us have no, seen okay, that film. Whatever. David Landsberg, American actor, a lot of TV, but he was also in the film Shoot the Moon. We lost Charlotte Ray, who we associate with TV. 92-year-old mm-hmm. actress. She was in The Facts of Life, Different Strokes, uh, but she did quite a few B-movies as well. Uh, wait a minute. What was her character's name? In, the sh- in which? The in, uh, in The Facts of Life. What was it? I don't remember. Do you remember? You can only think of theme songs. That's all you're good for. Man, if I'm ever on, yeah. on oh, like Millionaire, yeah. you're my phone or friend yeah. for Name the theme song. Name any movie and I'll have the opening theme song. So anyway, uh, we also wa- lost an 83-year-old American actor who was... Ira, a- Ira, what's the opening song to 30 Love? Well, you're saying opening song. What's the closing gonna, song? What's the closing song over the credits? Do you want credits? me to say the name of it or do you want me to hum it? Hum it. Boom, boom, my wife is dead. I feel sick in the head. This is the film that he co-wrote with me, and he doesn't know any of the music. Just do the first two bars. I'll jump right in with you. We'll harmonize. Dung, dung. That's it. Oh, yeah, I like that. Um, (laughs) I love the music. (laughs) I know you do. What what, did how does it go? Come on, just do the first. I I, I don't hum. You, that's not my that's not my shtick. I read yours. Yeah, not anymore. Right. It's not. We lost Robert Dix, you guys. He was in Forbidden Planet. Dead Corner. Uh, he was a dick. Yeah, I want to mention two people. This is the Dead Corner Spotlight. Two cinematographers, you guys. I want to mention who passed away. A British and American. We lost Ronnie Taylor, ninety-three year old American, a British cinematographer. He did Gandhi. He did Cry Freedom. Oh, wow. and a chorus line. He won the Oscar in nineteen eighty-two with another cinematographer. It was shared. We also lost a... Um, we also What, what film did he win for? Gandhi? Gandhi. Okay. Yeah. And that was, again, was, was shared with Billy Two Williams. Two DPs? I've not heard of that. Yeah. I didn't realize that that happened. And the time. other one, the American DP who died, is... Uh, a Wait, real... he didn't do Gandhi with him. That, okay, they didn't no, die okay. together. Okay. Uh, Billy Williams, I'm not including, but he was the co-DP on gotcha. Gandhi. Gotcha. Okay. Right. And it was uh, Ronnie Taylor, a 93-year-old cinematographer. That's a very odd situation is why I'm saying that to share yes. a DP credit. Yeah. Yeah. You That's know when that odd. was also done? Where? It was a very controversial thing in Days of Heaven. Days of Heaven. Oh. That It actually went to the court and they timed it with a stopwatch. But that's because the guy came in afterward. Yes, yes you're yeah. right. But this is unique that there were actually two DPs for Gandhi. Together anyway. at the same time? I mean, I, what I'm saying is, did I they wonder, work together? That's a real good question. That would be very, very interesting. I'm on it. I'll have the answer next week. All right. I will. Hey, this will be a familiar name to an American cinematographer, Richard H. Klein. And he did the following films. He lends these movies. King Kong, unfortunately, the bad one, the one that was done in the early 70s. 70s. Okay. Yeah, that was the bad one of the four. But he also shot Star Trek, The Motion Picture, Camelot, Hang 'em High, Soylent Green, Andromeda Strain, DP. He died also. Hey, uh, 
Annika, do you know what Soylent Green is made of? Soylent Green? And Soylent. yell it. You have so- to yell the answer. Soylent Green. Do you know what that's made of? Soylent? Mm-hmm. Protein? <laughs> it is. Well, actually, yeah, it is protein. Right. Yeah, it's people! Soylent Green is people! <laughs> All right. So, anyway, I'm Kirk Douglas. He died, too. Have you ever heard of him, Annika? I haven't heard of any of these wow. Okay, well, he's dead. <laughs> wow. That's my... We can review. I do you feel old right now having Annika not yeah. heard of this? Is the yeah. sin of youth? I know, right? <laughs> whatever. Damn kids. Who are these people? All right. Hey, can I just mention something in the news? Yeah. I don't know if you know about this, and I have mixed feelings, and I'll be really curious to hear your opinions, both of you, on this. Are you aware that the Academy Oscars yeah. opened oh God, up wait, another? I think I know about this. You do? Is, is another it? award a new, a new category? What is it? It's the new category for like popular films. Yes, right? popular and Robert, film. you know about it's going to be called outstanding achievement in a popular film. I want to first say, and I want to have a discussion with you guys about this. A, I get it, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure how I feel about it. There's something about it that goes against my grain. Um, I understand it, and I can see why they're doing it. But best achievement in popular films, Robert? What's your gut feeling on that? I think. I think in the past few years, and I'm sure people listening to this would disagree, but I think in the past few years, the Oscars have actually been getting the right call on a lot of these films. They've been, I, I think they, like Moonlight, for example, I think Moonlight was the better film over La La Land. And a lot of films in the past few years have been more of the artistic films and a little bit more, just a little more artsy. Agreed. And something Agreed. that is a little different. And and it's like it's like they're picking the more anti-wave films Agreed. to be nominated, and I think what's happening is the main they're looking at what's a good film versus what is a a popular film, and the people that are going to see the films at you know at, at the multiplexes across America, they're not going to see Moonlight. I don't think most people saw it. Agreed. Uh, they're going to see La La Land. Or really, uh, you know, Black Panther or whatever the big comic that's book right. movie that's coming out that year. That's right. This award is for Mission Impossible. Right. This award is for uh, Mamma Mia and these big Hollywood right. spectacle movies. How do you feel about this new category? I, th- I I think what it does is it actually addresses a problem that many people have. I wish they had done it much earlier. Do you know what I'm saying? Like They should have done it around... They should have done it when Star Wars didn't win to Annie Hall, right? That was the the famous mm-hmm. the famous one where it was like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Yeah. They, it should have been a reaction at that point. And they've waited 40 years to do this thing that they should have done back then. So if, you, you embrace this decision. If, if it had been done earlier, I think now it's kind of like, it feels, it feels way late. But I think 20 or 30 years from now, we'll look back and go, okay, now we understand the need for it. And is, I think it will find its place. Is but, it necessary? Is it necessary? No. Is it something that I think people will appreciate? Yes. Will it affect the rating ratings that they? I think that's what they claimed they were trying to do is trying to get people to watch the show. That's right. A little bit more. I did read an article about that that supports that. That it's not the host that determines the Nielsen ratings. It's the popularity of the films. Yeah. The and I think the answer gets people to of watch that the Oscars is it will impact it very minimally. I think you'll see a, a five or ten percent uptick, and that will be about it. I think the problem is that the the political divide within the country is just so sharp, and I think Republicans don't want to watch the Oscars. They've they've been alienated from that culture, and they'll go watch movies, 
because it's kind of a one-off deal. But watching the the Oscars feels like a lot of uh, liberal people who are celebrating themselves to the Republican viewing audience. And so you're cutting out almost half the audience, uh, half the audience of America. Yeah, actually, my first reaction when I heard about this was, oh, they're making this so Black Panther can win an Oscar. Right. That was my first reaction. Well, there was some discussion as to whether Black Panther could win like a, a regular Oscar for Best Picture. Um, and now this almost certainly means that it won't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think now it's like, okay, well, that's going to win popular film. Right. Right. But it's not going to win Best Picture. Yeah. And um, I think what you said is right, because I think... I know you said they're choosing more artsy films, but I do think that they're choosing, like, more... I don't know if... I don't know if it's, like, okay to politicize all this, but it's, like... there. It seems more like they're choosing more of the liberal Yes, films. I think so. Yeah, so... It's the older, white, crusty... Yeah people in the, 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 the but I think in, what in the Oscars and this is their way I think I think it's pandering it is uh, but I think they're open about it and that's what feels okay is that they're saying yes we're trying to get more people to watch us it is pandering but they're being very clear that, yes we're pandering hmm. so I think I, th- I think it's fine they need to stick with it if they're going to do it. If they're, if they're going to pull the trigger on this, they need to commit to doing this for a number of years. And I think after a few, four or five years, I think we'll settle into what what that category will mean to people. Right now, I think it's still kind of, well, does this mean we have kind of like two best pictures? Yeah, I was going to say, if a film is nominated for best achievement in a popular film, can it also be nominated for best film? Of course. Yes, I think that's that's, of course, the answer. It's not, they're not going to disqualify it. <laughs> but I, and I, I get think, it. I do get it, but it made me uncomfortable. And that will be the new trivia question is, which film won both, both Best Popular right, Film right, and right. Best Picture? Yeah. But I think, I think films like Black Panther have a hard, harder road ahead of them now to do that. Because mm. they'll easily fall in the other category. Right. They'll uh, win uh, popular, uh, but popular. they won't win yeah. Best Picture. That's an easier fit. But I, I think this actually clarifies a question that you and I have discussed a lot, a lot on this podcast as to what does best picture mean? Yeah. Yeah. And now I think it, it doesn't mean who... It, it takes out of the equation how popular a film is. So a film like Star Wars that goes against Annie Hall, I think now that question would be better answered. It would be, oh yes, Star Wars is going to win the popularity contest. Annie Hall is going to win the best picture. It is... What we say, not necessarily popular, but it is a better mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. Because you and I have had that kind of battle over what is best. Right. Mean. Right. What well, gets to be so very subjective anyway. Yeah. When you're dealing with the top four or five or seven movies, it becomes very subjective in opinion. But there's something, yeah, even the wording best achievement, achievement in a popular film. I don't know. What do you think it was like in that boardroom when they're deciding to, <laughs> yeah. to go down with that? Like, hey, we uh, yeah, our, our ratings right. are really low. Yeah, in what here. can we do? Get yeah. Billy Crystal back. Billy Crystal. Yeah, uh, they make help make them laugh. <laughs> we'll get more ratings. Billy Crystal. Hey, let, Billy, let me call him up. Let's get uh, uh let's get Letterman in here and Letterman, Uma and Oprah. Yeah, his, each other his beard is too big. It'll turn off yours. I know. Who? Let's get rid of half the awards and introduce a new one. A new one. What do you think it should be? Popular. Popular. 
I don't know why all of a sudden I came from popular. Long Island, but I did. Popular. Popular. Yeah, give me an example. Like, what would be a popular movie? I don't know, like, like uh, Black Panther. So you say create a new category? Yeah, a new category. Like, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> best, what, best, best achievement in popular movies. you are Jewish. <laughs> I am now. Hey, my yeah. back. Oy. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's what it sounds A lot of cigar smoke floating around in there. Uh, yeah, so anyway, we'll, we'll find out this year once... Once it all goes down. Yeah. All right. Hey, you want to play a game? We have a game? We have a game. Annika, we have a game. All right. This game is called Real or Unreal. Ah. So, Annika, the, the point of this game is producer Joey has selected four movies, mm-hmm. and we have to figure out, are these movies real or unreal? Ooh. All right. Okay. Hey, uh, producer Joey, mm-hmm. where's the title on those? You didn't put the titles there? Oh, so it's just the descriptions. But the first one does have a, a title. It's too funny not to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one is titled Zombievers. Three college <gasps> girls go on a carefree vacation of drinking games, topless sunbathing, and sexual exploration. Their carefree fun comes to an abrupt end when toxic zombie beavers try to eat them. Real or unreal? What do you think? God, I hope it's real. Yeah? <laughs> what do you think, Annika? Is that a real movie or an unreal movie? It's so absurd. I think it's real. Yeah, it is real. I know it's real I because it. I've. Yeah, you saw it? Yeah. It's yeah, I haven't seen it, but I know of it. <laughs> it is real. Uh, it is real. Okay. Next it movie. Is real? It is real. You're talking about my people? Israel? Israel. 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 Yeah. You're, you're Zionist. It. it no. Palestine. Mm. <laughs> All right. This next movie, no title, so we're just getting a description here. Okay. Four college kids get high and the idea to act like superheroes, but since they don't know where any crime is, they fake a robbery at one of their jobs and accidentally uncover something they weren't prepared to handle. Hmm. Oh, they four college kids get the get high and get the idea to act like superheroes. Hmm. What do you think? Annika, let's start with you. What do you think? Real or unreal? Unreal. If it was Unreal. a superhero movie, I think I would have heard about it. Hmm. What do you think, Ira? See, I'm being, I'm not playing fear because the fact that there's no title would suggest that producer Joey didn't fabricate it because if she did, she would have included the title. Mm-hmm. So the fact the title is left off would so much mind lend me to succeed, <laughs> to feel that it's um, real, not fabricated. Hmm. I think. I think this is unreal. Uh, although I do have an advantage because there's a slight typo in here. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that real or unreal? Unreal, yeah. Yay. All right. Wait, what's the prize? Uh, a blowjob from Ira. Oh, um, can I lose? <laughs> <laughs> we're all losers in this game. Even if you win, you're a loser. All right, this next movie. Again, no titles. So the rest of these movies do not have titles. All right, so okay. they could, they could okay. all be real, but okay. she tried to be even, okay, okay, except okay. for Zombievers, which is too good. Yeah, I like that movie. Okay. <clears throat> a group of 12 teenagers from various backgrounds enroll at the American Ballet Academy in New York to make it as ballet dancers, and each one deals with the problems and stress of training and getting ahead in the world of dance. Real or unreal? Unreal. Unreal? That sounds too boring to be a movie. <laughs> I feels real to me. I, really? 
What do you think? I, I vote real. Real? Yeah. Yeah, that feels real. What is that? Is that real or unreal? It is oh, real. Whoa. Ira, I'm hey, going to be sucking your dick in yeah. a minute. Woo. <laughs> 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 All right. Either way, you win. All right. This last one. Teenage geniuses deal with their abilities while developing a high-powered laser for a university project. When the professor intends to turn their work into a military weapon, they decide to ruin his plans. Real or unreal? We know that movie. Do we? Yeah. Do you know this movie? Yeah. Isn't that... What is it? Which, which title was that? Oh, I can't ask. Producer, <laughs> Producer Joey, look up what movie that is. Is that weird? So- what do you think, Annika? Is that real or unreal? I think... I think that's unreal. Unreal? Yeah. Real. What do you think? Real? Yeah. This is real genius. Yeah, that's this it. This is real. Yeah, it is real. It's real this genius. This is real genius. Yeah. Hey, we were able to, to figure hey, out what movie okay. it was. Wait, which one was the 12? It was at Center Stage. Was that the 12? Gr- uh, yeah, it was. Center Stage. How about that? I, actually, I was able to name the movie. Hey, it's Center not fair because you guys chose movies that were way older. Oh, so <laughs> it's not fair for us to have pick movies that that are older than you so we can't pick films like you know wizard of oz because that's older than me no oh okay no so i can only pick films from when i was born on yeah okay yeah so 2000 and above i see Mm. (laughs) yeah keep that in mind kind of like new classics how was that for a segue segue, eloquent transition ira let's do our top five and hit it (laughs) Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. Our top five this week is what, Ira? Oh, new classics. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) These are new films, newer or more modern films, that we think will be classics in the coming years. Now, you you already have a... You have something to say about that, don't you? Okay. You know how I spend sometimes too much time defining terms and I have an issue with this for three reasons it's still fascinating I, I'm, we're going to have fun with our list however number one new what is new does that last five years the movie in the last 10 or 15 years right. how do we define new number two the word classic I think is other like other words remember I had such an issue a few weeks ago about the word genius a genius filmmaker let's just say he or she is a really good filmmaker not necessarily a genius we dilute words and I think classic is included yeah we call I don't even like the Sony's logo Class, with the blue Sony background <laughs> in white letters with a line horizontal line that says Sony Classic. It's not the movie we're seeing is not a classic, and I think that we're diluting these words. I'm really serious. So that's issue number two. And uh, can issue- I point out one thing? Yes, I, I did do some research. I was trying to think about well, what films yeah. would be modern classics, and I looked at somebody's list. I think it was on IMDb or something. Someone made a list, and they included films like Elephant and Dead Man. I'm like. I, t- I turned to Prince Joey, and I'm like, you can't inc- say a movie is a classic if only eight people saw it to begin with. It has to if it touch the public consciousness. Right. It does. It, it needs to be a movie that's embraced by people as well right. as being good. Also, you guys, my third point with this was that uh, I do feel that the words new and classic is a contradiction. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like an oxymoron? I really thought of, yes, it's an oxymoron. I thought about that. Well, new classic, That's a, a it's illogical. Having said all that, with my three now points, wait a minute. Yes, would you would you approve of newer classics? Like this is the new wave. Wow, of classics. that's interesting. I'm I'm more okay with that, aren't I? Yeah, that's. I'm not sure why, but yes, because these there's newer. the older classics, yes. and these are the newer, newer classics, right? But you know what I mean by the words new and classic? They're like contradictions. But, well, I don't think you can throw Casablanca and Animal House into the same category, right? Right. Yet they're both classics. 
They are. Right? I agree with you about Animal House. It is a new classic. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Animal House is a new classic? I think I it think is. so. It's a it's, it's a film from the 70s that represents a time and era. It, if if someone was to say, what are some classic comedies? Animal House uh, would be I brought see. up. Wasn't that... It would, well, I mean, for, in our time, wouldn't that just be a classic? Like, not a... Well, that's what I think Ira is arguing, is that you can't have a new classic. I'm arguing, well, these are the newer classics as opposed to Casablanca and Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind mm. and, you know, those kinds of films. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. You can appreciate my example with Sony Classic. Yeah, sure can. And that logo. <laughs> and I think it's not a classic film. It might be a good film, mm-hmm. but it's not a classic. All yeah. right. Thanks for letting me vent. Sure. Annika, why don't you Anna, go first? So uh, we rank oh them five, four, three, two, one. So yeah, we start your, with your What's your fifth. number five? My number five? Okay, so... Wait, did... So we didn't end up actually defining <laughs> a new classic. No, it's what, whatever you think. Okay. You get to do your own I definition. Put, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it's this animated movie called Your Name. Have you your heard name? of it? Your Name? No. It's the Japanese title is Kimi no Nawa. Uh-huh. And it was so popular that... It played in theaters in America a couple times. So this is an anime classic, you would say? Yeah. All right. Definitely. It's, um, I think it's now the highest grossing animated film in Japan. After, uh, before, like it topped Spirited Away. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it the same company? That company that... No, they, it's not. Oh, okay. So it's pretty crazy. And should I explain what the movie is? Sure, yeah. You just tell us a little bit about it. It's about this... Oh, it has a lot of... Uh, Just one or two sentences. Okay. It's about a boy and a girl who... Great. That was nice. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great description, Annika. Thank you. (laughs) It was beautiful. Um, I almost want to see it. They switch bodies. They wake up in each other's bodies Mm -hmm. and they're trying to figure out why. So, uh, what's... Like Freaky Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday and four others that had that same thing. Deja deja, Vu. Deja Vu? Wasn't one with Fred Savage where he switched with his You're right. He did it too. It wasn't Deja Vu. I think it was something like that. But man, they used that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I I read a good screenplay from a guy a while back about a a guy who switches places with a gay guy and then he has to like, (laughs) you know, learn to deal with his homophobia. But he's like in with all all his friends think he's gay and stuff and he's not gay. And yeah. Wait. I read this screenplay from a guy. You really did? Yeah, he was like pitching it to me, and I I I read it and was like, "Eh." yeah. Oh wait, I lied. I lied. It's the fourth highest grossing film of all time in Japan. Really? Way to do your research on the air. (laughs) That is a classic. As for us, what did we do this time? Now, this is weird because Ira, I'm used to turning to you next and saying, "What's your number five? But interesting, this time I know that your number five is also my number five. Because what I we like decided it when we to overlapped. do, I, we did, we overlapped, and we actually overlapped on every single one. All five, we All overlapped, five. and we know that we overlapped. We're like one person. Annika. We know that we overlapped because we conspired. Yeah. We conspired to actually get the same one through five, and we did that because we want to give you a college present, Annika. And first thing that we want to do is we got to give you something. We're going to give you a little something, something going away present. This is graduation slash uh, college present. We, we want to give you this, which is a Blu-ray player, because I'm not sure that you have a Blu-ray player. I don't even have a DVD 
DVDs. I know. <laughs> so that well, that will play DVDs and Blu-rays. Mm -hmm. All right. So you're gonna need if you don't have your own television, you're gonna need one. Mm -hmm. And then our number five, right. Ira, First is what? We'll oh say the God. film, and then we'll do the gift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Robert, our number five is Annie Hall. It's 1977. So down here is yeah, and there it is. Annie Hall. There's the Blu-ray. All right, so Annika, you're gonna get our number five. Let me just say, Woody Allen, Diane Keaton, Gordon Willis shot it, dealing with uh, Jewish neurosis and psychobabble and L.A. versus New York and a very entertaining romantic comedy. Enjoy it. All right, Annika, what's your number four? Oh Don't my. say Annie Hall. Yeah, it's Annie Hall. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I have Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. Well, tell us about Avatar. Uh, Avatar. Oh, so I watched it actually while coming back from Korea. Mm -hmm. And after I rewatched it, I realized how much I enjoyed it, even though I was watching it for a second time in the like on a small screen on an airplane. So it's basically about. Uh, it's about a guy that <laughs> that goes in with the Native Americans, uh, and then he winds up trying to defend them against the civil war group that comes in <laughs> oh wait that's dances with wolves same movie no. uh, it, it's about a, a a fern gully and a guy that comes into oh wait that's fern gully <laughs> oh yeah they're all the same fucking movie as oh, avatar uh, yes going to live within the culture falling right. in love with somebody and right, yeah. right 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 well, right. I thought it was great. That's all yeah, right. Yeah. You, you can like that shit if you want to. No, I definitely, I definitely think Avatar qualifies as a new classic. I do too. I don't particularly I care I for that movie. I didn't care for it, but I get, I get it. But I get it. Yeah. So, it, and if it, if it floats your boat, I can appreciate that sincerely. Okay. Well, Good. Fuck and you guys. <laughs> well, fuck you right back, and please hand me that that Blu-ray. <laughs> And Ro Robert, our, What's our, number four? our number four is 1994. Tarantino directed it, mm -hmm. and it obviously is Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. There Pulp you go, fiction. Annika. Wait, a very important film, and now you have the Blu-ray to that as well. Yeah. Oh. We gave you the Blu-ray of Pulp Volta, Fiction. Bruce Willis, Uma Thurman. Enjoy it. Yeah. Good. Thank you. All right. The idea here is that you're going to go off to college with a little bit of a Blu-ray library. Now, I know you like to watch films on your computer, but <laughs> sometimes you got to watch them with other people. You're going to have to spread the new classics to some of your, you know, your, your fellow cohorts up there at Williams College. And this will help me be cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, yeah, obviously we talk about Pulp Fiction. Great new class. Man, do you remember that movie came out? I feel like that movie... It changed cinema. You know, the argument was made that it, it revolutionized cinema. Yeah. That might be a little bit hyperbole. It might be a little bit high, but I get it. Yeah. I understand that. It it changed things at that point. It did. Now, I could also, also say the same for Annie Hall. We talked about that on this podcast. Right. About this time last year, we talked about it That's because right. we watched that film That's right then. All right. Yeah. All right. Annika? My number three is Whiplash. Whiplash. Whiplash is... That's a good pull, Annika. It was amazing. That movie's great. It's an amazing film. Tell was, us about it. It's about a guy who wants to be a musician or a drummer, more specifically. And Drummers are musicians, so you, you were right the first time. <laughs> uh, I said more specifically. Oh, I, I see. <laughs> and he, his, is it director, music director? Yeah. Um, he, or conductor. He's really intense and abusive and... The film kind of juggles with whether, like, these kinds of tactics are okay with, or, like, g good for... For him? 
yeah, for him. Hmm. I just did a horrible job of selling that, no, you, but you did great. It's a good movie. It's an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. And you liked it, didn't you, Ira? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Start. What's his name? Yeah, well, what's his name? I would love no, to he was great. starring What's-His-Name. <laughs> oh, my God. For a second, I almost said Milo Yiannopoulos by accident. Oh, I don't Miles know Teller. why. Oh, yeah, Miles. <laughs> All right. Ira. Good. What's our number three? Robert, our, our number three is, uh, see if you can guess the title, you guys. It stars Bruce Willis, and it was a franchise. All right, what, what, what movie comes is this? To Do mind? we know? What comes, Bruce Die Willis. Hard? Die Hard. That's it. Number three. And what we did, and Annika, look what is we, we actually got you a box set. <gasps> wow. So it's Die Hard 1, 2, and 3. We left the other Die Hards off the box set because, uh, you know, yeah. the, the first three is all you need. <laughs> you are going to be so popular. Seriously, yeah. They're going to be yeah. flocking yeah. into your dorm People room. People are going to be like, oh, you have Die Hard? You have Die Hard? I love Die Hard. It's a great mm. Christmas movie. Yeah. It's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's so you right. have the whole People debate. Because the first one does take place during Christmas. And the so second some one. people say, is it a Christmas movie? Yeah. It Did you hear place? that during the the roast, during uh, Bruce Willis's Comedy Central roast, he said that it is not a Christmas movie. He did say that. That was the closing line that he he said. Is it, That's it's very not. funny. That's very funny. Wow. Yeah. Controversial. Movies and the DVD set helped me get laid in college. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Ira will be there. Hey, yeah. How long is the flight? <laughs> <laughs> Annika, what's your number two? My number two is Inception. Inception. All right. Yeah. Tell us about Inception. Um, it's it's about crossing boundaries between dreams and reality. All right. Yeah. What makes you like Inception? First of all, the concept was really unique from like the other movies I've seen. It was a mind trip. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. Also, the acting was really good. All right. So I'd say... Ira, what's our number two? Our number two is, let me first give you a few hints, 2001, and it's a French romantic comedy. It is so whimsical about a shy woman whose main purpose is to help out and affect other people, but in so doing, of course, she changes her own life. And the movie I'm referring to is... Do you know it, Annika? No, I don't. Oh, you're going to love this movie. I don't think she's seen it. Good. You're in for a treat. You're going to love it. Amelie. Have you seen Amelie? I haven't. Oh. Have you heard of it? I have because when I was looking up modern classics, that one came up. Yeah, came this up. one came up. Oh yeah. man, you're gonna love it. It's charming. It's whimsical. You'll it's delightful. really like it. It's it's a great great movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's cool. French. <laughs> <laughs> Ribbit. <laughs> All right, Annika. What's your number one? My number one is The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Oh, I love Heath Ledger. <laughs> that's a that's a new classic. It I is. Give that it to is. You. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I didn't know if it was cheating to say the trilogy, so I just did the first one because it was the best one. Well, you could do like we did. We just said Die Hard and then gave you all three DVDs. Okay, yeah. so I say Dark Knight, but I really mean the trilogy. The whole trilogy. <laughs> the no I would agree trilogy. with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Ira, what's our number our one? Our number one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, our number one. See if you can guess. 1986, John Hughes directed this movie starring Matthew Broderick, and the title is... Do you know it? Wait, I need more hints than that. <laughs> no, you really don't, but okay. Give us a little summary. Give us a summary. of. The, the, I'm going to give us a... Well, give us a bait and well, main beat. Well, it's about this asshole kid who's so self-involved, and he just takes him, and he, he brings his best friend down with him. He skips school. He takes a day off from school. Oh, Ferris Bueller's Ferris Day Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So, here you go, Annika. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Now... And that is a new classic. It is. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's probably the newest, or the 
the, I think that's our number one. That's I, why we yeah, chose it as yeah, number one. Yeah. But Annika, because you were so nice uh, for coming on the show, we also want to give you this copy of Animal House, right? Aww. So thanks for coming Animal on and talking. House. And of course, the best new classic that we could possibly offer would be a copy of 30 Love, which oh, you can yeah. uh, be the most popular person at your dorm yeah. after you watch that film. Yeah. Did you put me in the credits? <laughs> your name is in the credits, actually. Wait, does it come up as the voice of... Yeah. yeah. Oh, you did a scream. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you did she was... A, you yeah. did a scream. Mm-hmm. She did a little, little screaming oh, in there. Thank you, guys. Yeah. This is so sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we thought that uh, it would be... Enough to keep you occupied on a rainy night mm-hmm. in, uh, in Massachusetts. I'm going to be crying. Yeah. Aww. Cool. Nice yeah. job. Let me just mention a few scoops, if I may. Please, go ahead. Uh, the following did not make my list, but it was tough. Excluding them was tough. Uh, Jaws, yeah. other new classics, uh, The Graduate, uh, The Godfather. I, I almost feel that's like that's an old, old classic. classic. Yeah. That's what I said. I know. I know. I love it. Even though, you know, you said The Graduate. Well, and graduate was made see, before, uh, before sixty-seven. The, so it was like it was before the Godfather. That's correct, right? Yes, a few years before. Somehow, though, I do feel like the graduate is more of a new classic. It just feels that yeah. way. It just feels that way. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, uh, the Dark Knight I included the movie Her and American Beauty. Those are some of my scoops. I'm not sure if I would say Her. I know. I know. American Beauty for sure. American Beauty for sure. Her. Yeah. Uh, all right, Annika, did you have some? I think extra you said scoops? you had a few Annika that didn't quite make your list. Oh yeah, I had, I had Home Alone. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah that oh actually, that's a really good. That one. is a good one. <laughs> that's good. Thank you. And then I had The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, uh, maybe I can see that. And I had Old Boy. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I know I Old Boy. And Spotlight from 2015. I don't no, think no. that one. I would disagree with that. That's Spotlight. the animated film, right? No, it's not no. animated. Which one am I thinking of? The no, animated no. film? Spotlight. Wasn't Spotlight? Oh, that was, was that the newspaper the Cath- one. Yeah. The Catholic oh. shirt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. I cried so much while watching it. Well, remember, I don't, I don't think we're necessarily saying it's a good film, but will it be a classic in the future? I don't know. But Home I guess Alone the time was, will tell. Really, uh, some of the ones that I had on my list, Princess Bride, mm. uh, oh, yeah, that's Christmas Story, Sandlot. Christmas Did you ever Story. see The Sandlot? I didn't. You would actually like that film. That's yeah. a good kid's film. You would enjoy it. Uh, 16 Candles, uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, Shawshank Redemption, Goonies, uh, oh, Pee-wee's, Big, Redemption. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Sixth Sense, Raging Bull, Scarface, Goodfellas, Groundhog Day, Heat, Labyrinth, and the aforementioned Clue. I really feel like we should have augmented this by putting in Clue. Hmm. You should check out Clue. Clue? Watch that tonight. I'll and think about it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll like it. There's a lot of really, really great lines. and It's based on the board game, Clue. And Robert, mm. I think we mentioned that in different theaters, they show different endings. Yeah. So that was the gimmick. When you would go to a theater, you would see one ending. And if you went to a different theater, you'd get a completely different ending. Oh, they're doing that with that new movie. Which oh, one? Like Dark Web or something like Unfriended Dark Web. Oh, are they? Yeah. Hmm. So like, yeah. So depending on where you go, you get a different ending? Yeah. Hmm. 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 But I heard the movie's hmm. bad, so. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. 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 Hmm.
Well, hey, that's it. Hey, we, we did, did it. it. Yeah. We done did it. All right. Hey, Annika, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, Let's give a round of applause. I was so nervous. Nice job. <laughs> and also, uh, hey, have a good time in, uh, in college. Oh, you know, I'm going to miss you. Yeah. I'll miss you guys, too. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> you'll have all your DVDs. You'll have the, you'll be the the queen bee of your entire dorm everyone's gonna be like oh Annika can I borrow a DVD or what if especially that 30 love DVD <laughs> one of the main actors he's so dreamy or what if they're all like ew like who watches those old movies nowadays I, I know that's what it's gonna be it's gonna be like who uses discs and you're gonna be like I don't know these old fucking fogies bought for me but yes we you know, did the music is coming to me at the very end of 30 love mm-hmm. yeah with the click it starts with a <laughs> <laughs> I've never I'm heard sorry. you laugh. I've never heard you laugh quite like that. I have never heard you. But you know what I mean. Actually, I am struggling to get it. But it's it's right at the. It's like you're trying to play a trumpet and you don't know how. Oh man, that's so great. I'll play it for you later. Well, it's, okay. You know, it's a singer. A guy sings. A guy does sing. A guy sing. does sing. Yeah, he does mm-hmm. sing. Yeah. Like most songs. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, if you guys have any new classics that we might have missed, I don't know how because I think we've named just about every movie from 1968 until now. But if you do have some that we've forgotten, then uh, be sure to send, send us an email. You can do that by sending us, sending us an email to robert at antiwavepodcast.com or and slash or ira at antiwavepodcast.com or you can send us a message through twitter or instagram which is at antiwavepod right we're all over the place aren't we Robert? we sure are itunes we're on stitcher we're on google play just go to our website yeah anywhere you can find us and another website you can check out is 30lovefilm.com that's a film that ira and i made and if you type in antiwave you can get 10 percent off any sort of dvds or extra little uh, merchandise that's for sale there or you can check it out for streaming on uh, amazon prime or itunes right. so it's check that film music. out it's it great has music. great yeah. music yeah. over the credits yeah. uh which ira will hum for you right now go <laughs> <laughs> annika where can people find you you have like no social media presence right you can find my name in the credits for 30 love that's right you can <laughs> nice answer all right so i guess until next time oh yeah that's right <laughs> robert i always <laughs> I always forget to thank producer Joey. I've got your back. Thanks, Ira. Uh, hey, producer Joey, thanks for doing a bang-up job. I appreciate it. Let's give a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So until next time, keep watching movies. And we'll help you sort them out. What do you think it should be? Popular. Popular? <laughs> <laughs>